This is the Mimi for Coffee podcast. name is Britta Dixit. Uh, you might know her as one of the voiceover artists from Grand Theft Auto V, the online extension. She's done a lot of cool voiceover work. Um, she appeared in a series uh, called Breakfast in Bangalore, has a new Hallmark movie, and uh, also tons more projects on the way. How's it going, Brenda? It's going great. Happy to be meeting you for coffee. I know, I know. It'd be better if we were meeting in person, but, you know, sometimes, you know, this is the best part, like the distance thing. Like you can just have a meeting with somebody. Uh, you can just hang out with them and talk. Even though it's not the same, you know, yeah. we kind of got used to it. But I, I think Zoom and all that stuff was big before the pandemic, but they really cashed in. They did. Literally. They literally cashed in, too. <laughs> big time. And it's become a, a part of our lives. Yeah. Almost 24-7 now. Uh, video conferences, people auditioned online. Um, just Oh, yeah. So let's talk about um, Breakfast in Bangalore. So you finally got to go to India to do this series. Um, is it? It's a, com- a comedy series, right? Is that what it was? Yes. yes. So it's a sitcom, actually. And what was so cool about doing that was I had never really gone to India alone. I had always gone to India with family, like pretty much every other year consistently. We grew up going there, but it was always, we would stay with a relative or we would stay with an aunt or uncle. You know, it would be a very sheltered experience of India. And the beautiful beautiful thing about Breakfast in Bangalore was I got to experience a totally new India. I got to see, you know, the youth of India. I got to see the restaurants and, and take walks on the street without anybody. It was just such a a special way to connect with my heritage and then also do a show about kids who grew up in the U.S. but look kind of Indian and then go back to India and how that feels. And it was like a real time, like very surreal meta experience for me. So it was really good. You were you basically play the same role, right? You you do the role. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And you know what's so funny is Swetha is also my mom's name. So it's a very, uh, it was a very full circle experience. It's a very honoring experience. Uh, You know, I I really feel you, you know, going on on vacations, uh, my family is from Cyprus. (sighs) Um, And, you know, going on vacations back in the day, it's like just going house to house, you know, having meals. Yes. We go to the beach sometimes, but like it was more like that's all it was, is a very right. sheltering experience. And for some reason, like you would not pick up now and just go there because you know that's how it is. Yeah. Uh, and it gets very stressful, right? And it, yeah. you, don't, you don't really enjoy anything, right? Like I was yeah. saying to someone a, a few weeks ago, if I want to go on a vacation, I want to get away from everybody. I don't want to go see people and yeah. or bring people with me that I know. Like, I don't want to go with friends. I don't want to go with other family. You know, if I go on a vacation with my, my parents, I'm just hanging out with my parents. I'm not on a vacation. Yes, exactly. It becomes very stressful. So I, I hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very de-stressing experience is two weeks away almost by yourself, like, you know, uh, a th- maybe a therapeutic, uh, you know, sitting in a cage or as our cave, I don't want to sit in a cage, yeah. um, you know, in the darkness, you know, to kind of reset totally. my body or reset my mind. I yeah, would be so like scared. One of, those, 
float tanks. Have you ever heard of those float tanks? The salt baths? Yeah. Or like, it's like a sensory, yeah, I guess salt baths where it's like a sensory deprivation chamber that you literally lay down in like a, like, like the dead sea, you know, how the water you float in there. Um, and apparently it's very therapeutic for yeah. hundreds of dollars, I guess. And they put you in the dark too. Yeah, they do. They no, do. No thanks. I, I, I have a thing where it's like, even when I travel on a plane, like I don't even like being in there. Like I like, you know, yeah. looking, I watch the map to see where we are. I don't watch oh, yeah. the movies. I can't focus. Right. Um, right. Meanwhile, I am that person who downloads like anything and everything to watch on the plane. And I basically like, even if it's like, you know, 3 a.m. local time, I'm like watching some you season four. Like I'm just. Well, I'm I, can't, I, can't even, I can't even sleep on the plane. So, <laughs> yeah, that is a different yeah. story. Yeah. yeah I usually like, watch TV shows to stay awake and then I get to my destination. and I'm like, why am I so tired? Right. Yeah, exactly. I recently discovered the beauty of melatonin. So that's been a game changer with jet lag. Maybe I should take that. You know, I'm, I've been like, uh, I took some couple gravels and like even sleeping pills like on, on oh, yeah. planes before. And like, I just honestly didn't fall asleep at all. Like I was yeah. so like, you right. know, not anxious, but like. Yeah, it's worried. like disorienting. Your body's like, what is going on? Yeah. Like if this thing drops to the ground like i didn't want to be i, I, I want to be awake for that you know i want to be able to save right. myself right, right? <laughs> yes so, oh man know, the whole the whole covid pandemic you know you guys uh when i say you guys you and your husband yeah. Adit, um we also had on the show um became vo- voiceover artists uh and, and you know what that is such a cool thing because as someone who's tried to do it you know it's very difficult very time demanding um yeah. you also got to you know have the right equipment at your house because oh. it's even better for you now because you, you could also go to a studio but if you have the right equipment you could just you know produce it in your home yeah. um you had the privilege of being part of the grand theft auto thing uh, and i you know, I like that. I play that game many times. Uh, I don't play no games anymore, but you know, I know that that series, um, yeah. pretty yeah. vigilant series. But you know, it's very, it's a very prominent, legendary, uh, you know, bunch of games. And you know, I I followed it for such a long time, and I remember the hype being in school when the next one came out. Oh, um, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna embarrass myself right now for a hot second because. I grew up, my parents are very much uh, in the arts and sciences. My dad's a physicist and my mom's a dancer. So like when we grew up, our version of fun was not really playing video games. It was like, let's go do children's theater. Let's go do uh, this science lecture for kids. So I actually, when I got this audition, I kid you not for for, um, Grand Theft Auto, I saw this and it was confidential given like the game, obviously, but it did say Rockstar Games. And I told Adit, my husband, I was like, what is Rockstar Games? And he's like, you're joking, right? And I was like, no, actually, um, I, I don't know what Rockstar Games is. And he was like, that's only the biggest, you know, movie or video game uh, production company ever. And I was like, okay, wow. So all I knew really going into that was that I was playing a, a very basic girl who is a great party planner and lives in Tulum. So I was like, okay, let me uh, put my most like, you know, Julia Fox spin on this. And 
the next day, I basically got the call. And they were like, yeah, you booked this. And it's actually a video game. It's Grand Theft Auto. So they're going to hook you up and you'll come into the studio. I'll record you and, you know, it'll, we'll, we'll have a whole, there was like a very international team working on it. And I really learned a lot about like, you know, the, the intricacies. I mean, as you know, video games are like ever expanding, never ending. The, the universes that you can create on video games are so vast and diverse and recording it was a, it was a real, real interesting experience of seeing just how many people they're coordinating from literally all over the world from the developers to the director to the sound engineers there were so many things and i was just like a little piece of that puzzle and it was really really exciting too i always thought it'd be kind of cool to like you know do a movie like a virtual reality movie like almost like avatar you done that no i haven't and i am dying to do something like that because i think that there is so much potential in those worlds, especially, and you know, we're talking about the pandemic, like everybody's at home, everybody's, I mean, now, now things are loosening up a little bit, but there's still this very at home sort of experience that all of us are living in. So I think that, that, that is kind of going to be the future of, of a lot of ways that we consume movies and TV moving forward. So uh, maybe I'll put it out there for the uh, virtual reality lost that would be epic. Stay at home and watch your movies and play your games. That's yes, exactly. Don't get sick. You know? Exactly. There's a lot of production companies out there who are actually trying to like spearhead some uh, virtual reality stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it's a very big, big thing, right? Even with the metaverse, or yes, I'm not sure what's going on with the metaverse, but you know, I haven't heard much of it. But yeah. It was like trending for a hot second, but people are still developing projects in there for sure. I know a lot of like workplaces are uh, having, you know, metaverse events and there's some metaverse film product film releases that I've heard about too, which is interesting. And, and there's people who are like fully against it too. There's a lot of pushback as well. So, sure. you know, it, it's like almost someone trying like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and his friends are trying to push everyone to be on like this, you know, this world. Yes. Yeah and disconnect with the reality of this of our right. planet or daily life so yes um, and I I think, sorry go you go ahead you go ahead no i was just gonna say i feel like we're all so much more ambitious when we say like yeah we won't compare ourselves on social media yeah we won't get addicted and then you get on it and you're like wait this is addicting and it just consumes your life sometimes you know you know what it's just there's so many possibilities Especially yeah. for podcasts and, and yeah. voiceover artists and actors or actresses or Definitely. producers Definitely. be involved in this, you know, whether or not it's a good thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> a know, different question. That's a different yeah. question. But like there's yeah. so many opportunities totally. for someone like you and I to really excel to be yeah. the spearheaded front runners and doing something pretty crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I know you 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 guys did your own NFT for your wedding. Yes. Your husband indeed. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that you also are into cryptocurrency. I am. I am uh-huh. into crypto and proud. I yeah. I have to say, there's not too many women who I meet who are also into crypto and finance and investing. So I'm slowly starting to plant the seed in a lot of my friends' minds who are who happen to be ladies and are like a little bit tepid about getting into this world because I think that. It can sort of be, you know, a boy's game and a man's world. And you're like, I don't know if I belong in this, but it's been so empowering and so much fun to learn about investing, to learn about crypto 
and to also meet like so many interesting people in this space. Um, we actually went to the Bitcoin convention in Miami and that was so much fun. And you know, it was hilarious. This is just like something really funny that I noticed there. Usually like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you go to a Broadway show or when you go to like a movie, there's always kind of a longer line in the women's room, in the women's bathroom and the men's bathroom. And it was the opposite at the Bitcoin convention. There was a long ass line to get in the men's bathroom and there was nobody in the women's bathroom. So I was like, we need to get more women into crypto. You do. And you know, there's an opportunity for that. I mean, you can explain it to my wife. Like, I have troubles explaining it to her. Um, right. A lot of people think it's a scam, but I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's uh, it's it's uh, going to play a big part in our future. And yeah. those who tell you it's not is a scam, it's a scam is is are those people going to take advantage and buy more because you don't have it? Yeah. So it's very yeah. valuable. You're not just investing in like you know a coin. You're investing in technology and companies, mm-hmm. and you know you you can also like have a piece of a company. Exactly. I think it's really fascinating. Yeah. I think it's really fascinating. And there's so many parallels that it's going to really play a big part in film. I think the, the way that they structure contracts, smart contracts, and, and even the ways that, you know, crypto, you can get paid immediately. And there's so many jobs that we've both worked on that it takes months to get paid sometimes. So I think that there's a lot of positives to draw from that. And agencies like CAA, you know, they're already having people who are head of metaverse who are finding people who are in the space who are talented. So there's a lot more parallels coming between uh, Hollywood and crypto. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know what? It's uh, the, you got to get on the, the bandwagon immediately, right? Yeah. So like it's, you know, how's, how's your, your, your winter going, by the way, do you guys have snow down there? Because I just feel like, I, I'm sick all the time now. I don't, I'm, I know it's, it's a very, as I, I use a tissue there, right? I'm sick all the time. Like, I, you I know, know. somebody tries to like get their voice going. Yeah. It's like the most frustrating thing, right? Um, I know. Are you, are you feeling the same thing I feel? Like, it's like, is. Yeah, there's definitely like something in the air. But, you know, I'm very concerned about our winter because. There has been no snow in New York this year. And L.A., I don't know if you're reading about L.A., they just got a blizzard warning. So it's just very strange this year. And, I mean, maybe we're getting sick because there's no snow in New York and because there's no, like, equilibrium. Hey, we had no snow for a bit, and then, like, it just goes away for a bit. Yeah. And then you have a dumping of snow. Yeah. then it melts and then it comes back. Like we had an ice storm last night. Wow. And I couldn't even like I walked out my driveway to try and yeah. shovel. I couldn't even shovel it. Like my feet yeah. usually when your feet go through the snow. Right. Like and you're just standing on top of mounds and it was not. Yeah. I so, honestly unpopular opinion, but I love New York in the fall and winter and LA in the summer. That is like my jam. Ideally I'd like to just sit on the in Mexico all year long. That'd be fun. And like, just do this. Yes. You know, call the hey, shots. And, and, you know, why not? Why and, not? It's gonna happen regardless. But like, yeah. you know, it's you just want to be in a warm place. And yeah, totally. Have a nice house where there's no snakes coming through like the toilets and stuff. Like that. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, yeah. Have a good place. Like there are places like that in the in the world, like destinations you go to that there's just snakes everywhere. So true. Very true. No, no steaks, good food, hot weather. I, I don't know if I can compromise in all three of those with somebody, but. Oh know. my goodness. That's great. 
It's great. There's yeah. there's so many places to go. I'm like, travel is my biggest hobby that I, I just can never get enough of. Where's your Where's your most uh, your favorite place to travel? Well, okay. So recently, me and Adi for my birthday actually, we just went to Turkey, which was beautiful. And uh, it's so sad. Right after we left was when the earthquake happened, but it was magical. I really thought it was a unique place. Uh, have you ever gone? No, no. It's really, it's really. We're going there, but yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see that one, Hagia Sophia uh, Church there. You know, yeah. The first Orthodox Church ever, or whatever like that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's the the like. There's a lot of Muslim influence, Christian influence, uh, international sort of you know East meets West vibes there, which was unlike anything I've ever experienced. I've definitely gone to a lot of Western Europe and. Of course, India um, and Mexico and some Spanish-speaking countries, but this one was really different. And I'm glad I, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, you know, a lot of those countries like Egypt, Lebanon, Turkey, they have all-inclusive resorts that are like the best in the world. Really? Yeah. I just, uh, I was looking up all kinds of resorts. Like I, I wanted to go to like Mexico or Dominican or whatever like that. Yeah. And I found out like Lebanon has one, Turkey has one. Well, they're like they're a huge body, right? Like they're yeah. they're huge yeah. cold, but obviously the elegance would be amazing. That's really cool. I haven't gotten into the all inclusive thing yet. I feel like there will be a time in my life where I transition to that, but I'm a much more you know rugged traveler, and then have a little luxury at the end. Yeah, um, that's kind of my jam. I was exploring California for quite some time. Oh yeah, it's it's an interesting place, right? Which parts? Because I'm actually I'm from California, born and yeah. raised. So yeah. what I did is like the first time I flew to Santa Monica mm-hmm. or LA and then I went, I stayed in oh, yeah, Santa Monica yeah. and then I was like driving through mountains for a yeah. while. Right. Um, and then uh, last time we went to Newport beach and I, you know, went to San Diego or whatever like that. Uh, but I think next time I will go even further North and I, I maybe I'll drive from is it Carlsbad all the way through the mm-hmm. desert to, 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 to through to, to Nevada. Oh yeah, like go east basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to do that. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I really want to. It's like a pipe dream. I would love to go to Burning Man, and like make a movie there or something. That would be so fun. Could make like a short movie, like exactly, like do a short film about, a, I don't know, two people falling in love in Burning Man. That would be really cool. I mean, it's probably been done before, but it'd be your probably, own. probably. So you you've been in a, in a few short movies as well, right? So definitely. Um, films. Like what what. What's so different between, you know, doing a full on film in comparison to a short film? Like what, what changes there? I think it's, it's kind of what the filmmaker is hoping to accomplish. That's sort of what differs a short film from a regular, like full on film, because the, the beauty of shorts is that you can sort of cut your teeth with styles that you're interested in. So I just did a short film Um, We shot it in LA and it was a director who he does a lot of sci-fi. So he sort of made this short film kind of exploring, you know, sci-fi, this sci-fi world that he was very interested in also about virtual reality, actually kind of a subject that interested him. And he said, you know, a 17 minute thing that's very doable. You can produce it in a few days and also kind of get a taste of what your sensibility looks like and, and what the vibes of the, of the short could look like. Um, Whereas with a feature, making that and actually completing it is 
really, really time intensive and takes a lot of cash, which yeah. I don't think too many filmmakers, unless you have a production company behind you, it's hard to kind of get that feeling of making something and actually do it for a feature. Yeah. So, what, what, yeah. What, what made you fall in love with film? Wow. Uh, you know, I think what I, I grew up doing theater. I grew up doing children's theater and I sort of found that that feeling that I had when I was a kid of doing theater, where it was all encompassing, you were just in it so profoundly. Like there was nothing that could, uh, that could take me out of that play. So there was something about being in film that I just love the, the worlds that you can create and everything from, you know, having a, having a full on set, going to a location. There's something about that, that feels so exciting for me as an actor. And so, so uh, visceral that I just can't step away from it. Like when I was the first show that I really, I think fell in love with was lost. And there was just this element of like watching that show made me believe that I could actually do this too. And it made me excited for just getting to, I mean, can you imagine going to shoot in Hawaii, getting to work in an airplane that's broken and get to do all these stunts like that? I was like, wow, that could be my job. Sign me up. Even a stunt woman, would you do that job? Uh, I don't know if I would, I would, I want to play a character that does stunts, but actually stunt the, the world of stunt people is, is a very, very interesting, um, life that I'm, I'm not physically adept enough to do. You gotta be really like, you gotta be really good. Like, and they ask stunt people to do crazy stuff. They're like, okay, fall backwards down these stairs and then jump across the building. And you're like, Wow. Yeah, and then you're gonna not be scared. Yeah, I would be terrified. But ha- I mean, I do like boxing and stuff, though. And I I like to do like in NYU, we studied um combat, like stage combat and film combat. So I definitely am like a little interested in that, and I want to do like a good meaty action movie. And maybe one day put it out to you yeah. in the universe. It, it might happen, right? It That's could it. happen. It will happen. Yes, exactly. Brenda, you drink coffee. I do. How do you think how do you take your coffee? So either like American style drip coffee with some whole milk and some sugar or a cappuccino. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Brenda. Thanks, George. Uh, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Catch you soon. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Meet Me for Coffee. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, share the podcast, and follow us on all our social media pages. You can check out meetmeforcoffee.co for more information. Until next time, friends.